You're listening to the Unreasonable Fridays Podcast Network. Go ahead, stand up, stand up, stand up. a new episode of ADD Space with a hostile takeover by me because I do that because I'm a thing I'm doing stuff and with me I have as a guest Mr. Justin from the three-fifths and various other things from all over it, is, it really a, is it really a takeover if it's yours to begin with like can you take I, over yeah. your own yeah it's kind of your show and I guess I, I guess I have an Aaron. Yeah, it's kind of your show. It's not say really. Hi, Aaron. Um, yeah. Um, is this, I didn't. I, I was actually coming into the room during the middle of this. Um, has this show been taken over? Did you take over your own show? Because I mean, I can claim it for like the patriarchy, and then you can smash it, and then you can. Do you want me? This is I my program, Bacon. Mine. You can never take it away from me. I'm centering myself. Smash! 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 No! I win. All right. Lead the lead charge. You got it. Fantastic. I'm too sleepy. I'll just have coffee. You can lead the charge for me. Well, um, <laughs> we have some mild, mild housekeeping. Uh, we have uh, Patreon, as we point out in every episode. Patreon.com backslash on Fridays. That's uh, Patreon.com backslash on Fridays to donate for specifically things you like um bacon's coffee my pajama pants dasha's delightful poolside hats there are several several things that you pay for with your monthly patreon subscription also uh our bacon is a is an artist um you can also if you want if you want to peruse some of bacon's delightful life-changing meditative soul-affirming artistic pieces Go to Etsy, etsy.com backslash uh, lost in pandemonium. You can uh, get a number of original prints. What is it? Original prints, wallpapers. What else do you, what, what is on, what is on the site thing? What do you have? Um, I have prints. I have wallpapers. I have handmade notepads. Right. And posters. All also, oh. for, you know, people who might be looking for really nerdy Christmas gifts. Um, I can do uh, Pokemon, custom Pokemon commissions. Oh. Usually it's, I do an eight by eight watercolor, like actually watercolor, not digital artwork, um, watercolor uh, painting of whomever with their favorite Pokemon. I usually do the evolution sets because they're adorable. And those are about 70. Okay. 70, 75, something like that. Okay. It's on the website. It is. Uh, Lost in Pandemonium is also where you would find um, uh, Bacon Instagram. I mean, visit for your art, just for your art. Um, I think it's Bacon in Pandemonium. Bacon in Pandemonium? Okay. Yeah, somebody took Lost in Pandemonium and I was angry. We can find them. Uh, yeah, they need to be punched. They can't take my name. So I'm Bacon in Pandemonium there. You're also on Twitch. Is it twitch.com? The Baconzilla? The Baconzilla, right, mm. Justin? 
is the Baconzilla. Yes, it is. Thank you. <laughs> I have to ask everybody else what my own shit is. That's fine. Because really, it doesn't matter what happens as long as they engage in some of your energy restoring practices, whether it be the Twitch stream, whether it be this podcast, whether it be the art. The amount of healing power that rests within the things you create is astonishing. When I first moved here, I was uh, suffering from several, several, several terminal illnesses all at once. <clears throat> and I went to Etsy.com, Lost in Pandemonium, and I bought several posters. Several posters. They're all reasonably priced, so it was still not more than $50, but several. And I applied the posters. I wrapped myself in Bacon's artwork. I slept in it thought about my family thought about what life meant to me and i woke up and i was fine doctors amazed i had 11 terminal illnesses all fine within a week the healing power of bacon's and bacon's artwork cannot be understated by any human living on earth it's of the utmost importance that if you care about yourself, your well-being, your family, that you peruse Etsy.com backslash lost in pandemonium. Improve your life, even if you do not feel great about yourself. There is someone out there that loves you and wants you to be your best possible self. And do it for them. If you cannot do it for yourself, <laughs> then do it for them. This is why Aaron is the best sponsor. <laughs> I don't that, know. that was pretty inspirational. Like I, I am I am inspired to believe in the me that believes in me. I had twenty three right. wants me to be the best I can be. I had twenty three terminal illnesses all at once. Twenty three. Twenty <laughs> three. God, that's twenty three. Goodness. I know. I didn't talk about it because I wasn't comfortable with it, but now that I have these prints in my house i look at them every day i've built enough personal strength to tell my story 37 <laughs> terminal illnesses <laughs> and i'm here today to podcast for all of you i'm here i'm with you bacon i am with you what do we have today i'm with you i'm trying to figure out how you have more energy than i do right now <laughs> 49 terminal illnesses <laughs> It is the restorative power of your voice, even. It is not just the, the right. physical content you create. It is your content throughout all mediums that heals and restores. That's right. Is your voice. I am a natural-born healer. That's right. And when I'm not blowing up people in Overwatch, I am a healer main. How's Overwatch for you? Uh, it's pretty fun. I've been playing for, what, a week? Two weeks now? How many weeks? About a week. About a week. Been playing. Yesterday I streamed Overwatch with Justin and one of my homies that I've known literally since I was three years old. And we did the thing. It was really funny. I have some great clips from when I was diva. And Justin was awesome. You are overselling it. I was literally riding your coattails. Like I just picked Mercy and I attached myself to you. <laughs> I just hovered behind you. Right, but so many healers don't do that. So I was like, wait, I'm living through things? 
I don't understand. I can continue being here and being obnoxious and have the entire other team hate my guts. Why? Because of this wonderful mercy. Well, it's it's the training you instilled in me in playing 14. The healer's primary job is to keep the tank alive. God. So I just... Yo. Yo, 14. Right. Yo. Can we take There's a moment? That trailer. Can we talk about that though? So, okay. just, just remember the healer's primary the healer's primary goal is to keep the tank alive. That's it. You this, can go is not this is not exclusive in Overwatch or in MMOs. If it's the healer, the healer's job is to keep the tanks alive. And then the DPS. And DPS, your job is to do the damage. And Try not to die. Right. And not tanks, your job is to eat bullets for everybody. Be aggressive. Be, be aggressive. Okay. I see that in Overwatch so much. You see people, see tanks hiding in the rear of the battle. It was like, well, if you're not going, then what are the rest of us? It's almost like the teacher refusing to teach a class. Just so. <laughs> so what are we going to do now then? Just what we're doing just hanging out looking at each other guess this what we're okay that's what we're doing so i've decided i really like playing lucio specifically because lucio has that healing aura and everybody is just like i need to stay in the bubble so when the tanks are hanging in the back i'll just be like well if you're not gonna push i'm gonna push <laughs> i've been getting a lot of shot collar endorsements i think just from doing that I'm like, I'm not even doing a lot of healing. I'm just making everybody move forward. Well, that is that is what you do as a shot caller with no mic. As a person with no mic, that is officially, that's what the role is called. Having watched so yes. much of the Overwatch League, that is what the role is called. The person that lets everybody know when it's time to go is the actual, is that is the official role. Like a point guard or a quarterback is a shot caller. I hate the name. I hate the name shot caller because it just reminds okay. me it just reminds me of um it just reminds me of hip-hop in a weird way because i don't like like i don't want to hear like mlg announcers using the term shot caller I've, i'm black i i thought it was just something that we said i thought it was our state our phrase our turn of phrase it's not i totally objectively it's correct it's fine but as a black person i thought it was ours and it's not and I'm just adjusting to that reality. And it's a process. So the reason why you hate it is the reason why I like it. Because it makes me think of hip-hop. It makes me think of, so you want to be a baller. Right. Shot caller, 20-inch rims on the rest in peace Impala. I know. That's not for MLG announcers. Because the esports announcers, for the most part, are just very awkward announcers. Because they're not used to their sport. They don't have, like... It, it, most sports are, have this entrenched, basic, like, sound... Gen like, this random word and speech generator quality about it. So, and you watch football. Their announcers are not saying much. But they're filling the air with, like, football-isms all the way through. Until something happens. And then they talk about the thing that happened. And then they go back to football-isms. Same thing with basketball. But esports hasn't been around long enough for esports-isms. So, they're trying to make up everything on the fly. And it's very... Very, very awkward to listen to. So those people yeah, I should. People. I mean, the I mean the best announcers are the best esports announcers are black people. The FGC does have the best announcers because they frequently take people of color and put them behind the mic. Yes, 
That is absolutely true. But as a result, I'm just not comfortable with them using the word. I, I understand with shot, the word shot caller coming out of the mouths of such awkward people. That's fair. <laughs> so awkward. They're working on it. I get it. In 10 years, we'll have esports drivel, and the announcers can talk all and on about nonsense like baseball. Like, baseball has been 7,000 years old, so everyone has millions of things to talk about as the four-hour-long game drones on. But esports is new. I see it. I understand. Please continue. I apologize. So I'll have to, uh, we'll have to post the clips of my great diva trolling. Also, um uh this would be it donating to the patreon would also allow me to get a new gaming headset that can handle how loud my voice is because your my maniacal poor, my, laughs give me life my what your laughs give me life that just perfectly maniacal yeah i had amazing I had to tag our mutual friend in it because you didn't play Destiny with me, Justin. So you didn't hear me when I'm Titan slamming. Like, but hearing me blowing up everybody as D.Va is probably like it was pretty right there. Like that. That's what I sound like every time I do a Titan slam or a tiger knee. My favorite thing about the uh, my favorite thing about playing destiny with bacon was that the titan slam always came at funny times so it was like you know there'd be like this congregation of enemies and we'd be kind of getting ready and all of a sudden you'd hear an explosion and every once in a while i wouldn't see the explosion i would just see like a body kind of you know the arc disintegration <laughs> i would just see a body like floating away from <laughs> and you look in the corner <laughs> and then you see the titan running uphill and you look so happy you look honest to god full of joy in that moment you like, got, the sprite looks full of joy. Right, you look, honest to God, happy. Like, if a guardian could communicate happiness through the screen, that avatar looks, sounds, as that is pure joy. <laughs> and as a, as a very stoic person, I don't have access to those levels of joy. So to see it in someone I care about as they detonate, for, or <laughs> as they detonate and just, as they detonate and destroy several people, it makes me happy. And it is a joy. It, it is the best laugh. It is the actually it is what's missing from the Destiny Two experience to date. I've told Thad the same thing. Is just something of there is not the the joyous laughter, and the Titan Slam. That's when you know to go. That 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 that's when you know to push. Is when the laughter starts. It's like oh, a bunch of several people have been blown up. We'll go now. Everyone go. <laughs> several people have been blown up. Don't even worry about who or where they have. Just trust the process. Everybody go. Trust the process. Mm -hmm. I've also decided my favorite thing about playing as Lucio because I don't have a main yet. I don't I don't have a main. I know I don't like DPSing. I've just like I've decided that I really don't like DPSing. If I have to DPS, I'm probably gonna like it's gonna be Farah because playing Farah is like playing Destiny. Um like she just moves like the Titan with a rocket launcher. So I'm pretty used to it. Um, and uh, I might learn Bastion because Bastion's adorable. A little robot turret with a birdie. Um, but I just, I don't, I don't care about the DPS classes. I don't care about DPSing. I just, DPSing is like the most boring thing in the world to me. 
Now, being annoying is my favorite thing. And I feel like you can be really annoying as a tank or a healer. So I, I, I have a character for you if you want to be annoying in a, a DPS role. Symmetra. I'm not, like, Symmetra has too many tricks. And I'm just not a tricky person. Right. I'm too straightforward. Right. Okay. Yeah, Bacon, yeah. Bacon is a is um, a healer, but for the most part, uh, whatever it whatever is straightforward is a straightforward. Straightforward has to happen. Symmetra is everything but straightforward. <laughs> she has several zigzags. She is she is she is um Japanese calligraphy. <laughs> she is definitely <laughs> she is not straightforward. She's not a straightforward character. Yeah, and like Hammy is gonna be really Hammy's a really awkward character, but I already know that once I get used to Hammy, I'm gonna be really good at Hammy because Hammy's annoying. My yeah. favorite thing to do when I see a Hammy is if I have a Lucio and they're doing that wrecking ball thing, I just do the uh the pulse blast, it'll knock yeah. them right out of it yes! every time. It's so like, good. yeah, you can stop that now. Just <laughs> just stop. Right, Lucio up against Hammy is amazing. Also, Lucio is great up against Bastion because you just skate around him in a circle. <laughs> also true. Yeah, like that's how I take out Bastions is that like if we've got usually another Lucio, it'll, I'll either be Lucio or somebody else will be Lucio and then just circle around him because they can't, they can't turn that fast. Put the speed boost on, skate in a circle. It's great. Bastion's just like, the fuck? What's happening? Why? I'm, I'm taking notes. This is, thanks for putting me on game. I appreciate that. Actually, I could share a clip with you of, it, of that working. It's actually one of my diva clips. Because diva explosion. Also, diva does a lot, spend a lot of energy just flying into you and moving you, which is why I think everyone thinks diva is a troll character because that's part of her. It's part of what of her strength is to fly directly into you and move you from a spot by flying into your yeah. chest with her chest. <laughs> Reinhardt's more of a troll character because he kills you doing that. Right, but that's his move. Diva does. That's not. That's not a proper diva move. It's just something you do with diva is fly oh. around and move people. Right. Oh, oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. When I found out I could push people, right. I can't kill them, but I can push people. Right. The pushing, as I mean, you're just literally moving people. Like I've just seen like widowmakers get like pushed. Like I've seen them just get pushed off the side, and diva fly back to where they were. Like the diva will fly off, and you'll see a diva kind of explode out of like come out of a window somewhere, and you see just widowmaker just have to run away, like just get pushed off and just have to run away. And I'm just like that dick. <laughs> like it was my my teammate that did it, but dick <laughs> he just shoved her he didn't shoot her right? he just pushed her fuck down from there widowmakers are annoying they need to go away shoved her fuck sniper. okay uh watch it because danny's a widowmaker and danny's <laughs> modest about this she's the best widowmaker i've seen like pro or otherwise danny is freaking listen lethal as widowmaker danny is my favorite widowmaker and all the other widowmakers can fall over I have a, I have a general disdain for snipers in every game, because none of them are really ever looking where they're they never really quite looking for their teammates. Now now Danny might I don't know I'm just kidding. I trust oh, that uh, I trust that person. The thing about it is, everyone uh, too many people think they're it's kind of like Thanksgiving dinner. Too many people think they can cook, so they all cook and everyone swears they're great. This is not true. We don't talk about it, but everyone swears they can snipe. Most people can't snipe. We don't talk about it. 
So we have a nation of people holding sniper rifles in various games who are terrible. So I just don't like the weapon and the practice of sniping. I'm certain Danny is delightful. I'd love to meet that person. I'll buy him a drink. But sniping is against buy Danny all the drinks. It's against Danny God. helps promote us. Delightful. And is a decent sniper. I appreciate that. Not just decent. Danny's really good. Listen. That's all I, I, I trust you. I'm just saying I have a I have a bias. I'm just open with my biases. Is that when I see Wait, someone you're... with a sniper rifle in a video game, I assume that they are either they are trash and I resent them for having it in their hand and looking down range in any game. I just resent them on sight. I do. You grew up on Halo, didn't you? I grew up on all the shooters and I have several issues with the practice of sniping in the hands of most people <laughs> i the same i've i've have major issues with the mentality around it i just do i mean i did start plus halo the first thing i played i think it was unreal tournament was the first thing i played and it was not a problem because anybody with a sniper rifle on unreal tournament nobody picked it up unless they knew how to use it so because you would get you would get booted from the server so you could pick up a sniper if you take a sniper from an actual sniper and start fucking around the way people have in the ensuing 25 years they just boot you off the server so you pick it up and then you wind up dropping it on the ground because you've been removed from the server for being trash <laughs> and you have no time to practice with it so you just don't pick it up so halo is where people started running around with it and everyone thought they were very good yes and um, yeah, so several issues. I'm not going to go into it because this is Bacon Show. The patriarchy has been smashed, and I'll silence myself. But yes, I'm just my bias against snipers is real. Most snipers are trash. If you are listening to this and you enjoy sniping, you are probably trash, and you should stop. <laughs> but please give us money. No, Patreon.com/backslash. So you, you know what? So we continue calling you trash. Listen. I will go over what makes your sniping trash um, after a certain, like I said, if you subscribe and you talk about and you say like on the Patreon page, you're like, tell me why I'm trash and you subscribe. We will have bonus content. Well, I will go over for half an hour. What's wrong? Why your sniping is trash. We're a show about lessons. We're a podcast network about lessons. So, so send us your clips and then we'll judge them. We will. You, I will. Yes. I will judge them. I my discrimination is founded. I understand it's discrimination. I understand it's a bias. I'm not wrong, but it's still a bias. It means that I am not <laughs> I am not willing to allow snipers to rise up from the dregs. I'm not. And that's my issue that I'm working on as I grow. Justin, how do you feel about snipers? All right. So I do not have such strong feelings towards snipers, um, mainly because the only I really don't venture out and play with randoms. If I'm playing with a sniper, then one of my friends, and if my friends are sniping, then it's probably Danny. And I'm just thankful every day. I'm thankful and grateful that I have someone that actually looks down range and sees their teammate about to die, and headshots the person about to kill me. Like that. That's that's the true mark of friendship. So you're saying you're a sniper centrist? Uh, you know, uh, uh, not a sniper centrist. I think I'm just pro Danny. I think that's what it is. I'm pro Danny. Um, because the 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 Widowmaker that we had on our team last night was just god awful. God, they were terrible. 
Yeah. They were awful. I do think you guys should actually have that as a service, though. Like, send us clips, and we will tell you why you are trash. Don't just limit it to Overwatch. You can expand this to all games. Yeah. If you we could do, do that, a coaching service, like a seminar. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I could limit it to sniping. I mean, we could do the entire gamut. Um, I do play Listen, a ton of shit. I could tell tanks why they're terrible. Right. We could do that. Also, I can tell other healers why they're terrible. I... Honest to God, I hate all other healers with the exception of now Justin and uh, V. Like, V, well, and I don't hate my best friend, but my best friend got really tired of healing. But I'll be his healer forever. Um, but yeah, like, in 14, like, V and I are specifically, like, like, if we're going into raids or trials, we'll both go in as healer because we don't like other healers. We like each other because we can like heal really well with each other. But like, if there's another healer, I like I find out how trash other healers are when I'm healing without V. When I'm healing without V, I'm basically carrying the party. I'm like, what's happening here? Your DPS isn't good enough for you to be DPSing and not healing. Half the team is dying. What are you doing? I'm bringing back. I've done four reses in a row and kept everybody up. What are you doing? That's fair. I've got questions. It, so. it, it's gotten to the point now where I don't want to do trials until Trix comes back. Because, like, I need my tank buddy. Like, I, I can't tank with randos. It, I just can't. It's They're not going to so happen. They're so bad. Yeah. it's. I, I think it's really funny that, like, in 14, at least, we have, like... And it seems to be this way in Overwatch. Like, I'm just like, oh, I could be a healer tank main. It'll be fine. And I find out that almost everybody wants to heal, and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm going to be a tank main. Well, so that wasn't when, when Overwatch first dropped, nobody wanted to heal. I will like, say. I, I remember the dark days. <laughs> I will say they've done an amazing job in designing healers that are engaging. Yes. The healing and over healers in Overwatch are, the options for healing in Overwatch are fascinating. And it just—I've never seen a shooting game incorporate so many different and make the you can heal in so many. You can be a healer in so many different ways, and that's fascinating to me. It's really well done. I will freely admit. Really. Yeah, I usually just choose which class I'm healing as based off of what the other healer is choosing. Because I—I'm finding a lot of people are like really specific about who they're playing as when they're healing, and I'm just not the only one. I don't play as Anna because I can't snipe. Yeah, I specifically don't play Anna, and I won't play Anna because I just can't snipe. Like somebody else needs to do the sniping. That is just not me. But then if I have an Anna, I feel totally fine doing Lucio because Anna usually hangs in the back, and then I can cover the front, which is perfect. Or I can choose Moira and do the same thing, where I can DPS and heal, and do just hang out in the front with the tanks while um they're in the back with everybody else so that's what i'm finding so far and i'm kind of enjoying that um but it looks like i'm gonna just have to be a tank main because everybody and their mom is a healer now which is fine i like tanking because i like being really annoying so i think i'm gonna try working on reinhardt next because i think if, if uh I just have one piece of advice. So this this is where I do have strong feelings. 
Reinhardt, stay in front. You are literally useless if you're behind everybody. Isn't... And keep your shield up, for God's sake. You're, you're not going to DPS as a Reinhardt. Just, just keep that shield up, buddy. No, your, your special's like to room clear. Right, the special. But until that happens... And, and charging is so you can get forward and then put your shield up and be an asshole. I've been watching, I've been killed enough by Reinhardt's and I've been watching enough Reinhardt's to be like, I think I can do this. I think I assume the, I assume the trick is in the actual discipline of doing it. Because it yeah. seems as though, um, what happens is people get bored and wander off. Like they see someone, they see a juicy smashable target and they go and dart off and try to smash it into a wall and break formation and then that's just it just defeats the purpose of everything that is why i like i really like objective maps because if there's an objective map and this is why i like overwatch now is because it's clearly objective um and why like my favorite maps too in depth of control specifically i love control because again, it's an objective map. To win, you have to do the objective. You can't just kill niggas. You have to do the objective. And it's the same thing with Overwatch. Like, so there's the payload maps, there's essentially like capture the point, and then there's the other capture the point one, because there's like the capture and hold, and then there's the capture. So like go doing the objectives means that regardless of what's happening, or yeah, that nigga's going around the corner, but my objective my objective is right there. That's what I'm supposed to do. The objective. So I stay with it. Unless you're a terrible Widowmaker and you just hang in your dark corner and saying, if someone comes to this exact spot, I have a shot. But I'm useless looking at anything else. Okay, maybe I do have strong feelings about snipers now that it's all coming out. <laughs> They're trash. If you pick one up, you usually don't know where to look. You don't know, like... All you, when you pick up a sniper, the thing is, is not just what, it's not just getting a kill because you have the ability to kill everyone instantly. You have to figure out who to shoot and knowing who to shoot is more important that you're shooting because you can fire one shot at the right person and then everything is great. Or you can spend all your time killing the wrong people. You know how many times in life I've seen a sniper kill someone who has no health, who's getting shot by two other guys. It's like, why, why? Why? And you shot this person in the knee. Like, why did you work? You worked hard to steal <laughs> this opportunity to shoot. And, you know, I understand now games is not even about stealing kills. I'm not, I don't worry about that. I'm like, literally, there are other people to shoot. We have that under control. And that's across the board in several games. Knowing who to shoot with your sniper rifle is extremely, extremely important. Like, why is that healer alive? Right. The, per the snipers, I always say, in like certain, depending on what you're saying, the first thing you look for is the other sniper and the healer. That's what you look for. The other sniper and the healer when you pick up a sniper rifle, things like that. I see snipers keep trying to shoot the guy in front of the other guys who's already getting shot by three people. It doesn't matter what's happening in there. Just You have to figure out how to prioritize who you're shooting at. And yeah, like I said, that's just a snippet. I'm not going to go all the way into it. Yeah. For more of this content on how to be a better sniper, subscribe to Patreon backslash UN Fridays and Aaron will tell you why you are trash. And if you're lucky, I'll narrate. I'll be the announcer.
Aaron was talking about being an announcer, and I'm like, you know what? I might be able to. I'm going to try this announcing. It's okay. Gonna... I have a confession. What? Confess. I do not understand announcing an Overwatch. Like, I tried to watch Overwatch League with the commentary, and I'm like, I have no idea what's happening. Like, what? I, I don't get this commentary that's happening. I just don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't think they understand it. Okay, that's fair. Am I right, Aaron? Um, the thing is, it's it's new, so it's 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 like I said, it's new. A lot of sports we watch have drivel, and we just the Overwatch is new and doesn't have drivel. It doesn't have like how many? If you look at sports, think of listen to how many just sport isms are being spouted during any particular broadcast, and these esports don't have isms yet. We've had one season of Overwatch. The announcers got better as it went on because they started to have some isms and things that happened every time to lean on. Even if it was just from two weeks ago, <laughs> they just they were managed to fill it up. So it's like, yeah, the, the announcing is it's a growing process of just awkwardness. And they do they are they have they're fashioning announcers out of gamers. And, we're, it, you know, it's fine. It's, it's the same problem. Gamers trying. the most awkward ass people and you know what's funny is it's the same problem with trying to fashion announcers out of athletes not most athletes just sound very awkward announcing they do it's a skill to announce and a lot of sports take their old players and turn them into announcers and it just you wind up sounding like troy aikman for example you know what i mean and right yeah like you're asleep and you know the announcers are and the gamer announcers are while not um sleepy they are very cringy so, you know, it's an ongoing announcing is a science in and of itself. So we it, so esports is a long way to go in that regard. They literally just became TV. It just became TV quality about three, four years ago. <laughs> so it's like it's also brand true. new. It's brand new. Very weird. You know, who the, you know, the announcers that aren't bad. But again, they've been doing it for like over a decade. Who? Starcraft announcers. You said they're not they're they're not bad. Yeah, they're not bad. Yeah, some of the yeah uh, right. Like I was like, wait a second. I was like, wait. I know I've heard good game announcing, and it's usually either um, fighting game related or StarCraft. But right. again, those games have been mm -hmm. forever. Like Evo's pretty good. Right. But the announcers for um uh the announcers for fighting games usually have been doing it since it was just um 480p streams. Right, and these are the niggas who are basically like, I'm not good at this game, but I can talk all the shit while my friends are dying. Right. <laughs> They're your couch homie who's just heckling. You know what, that, 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 that is what it is, because when I was listening to, the, to uh, the Overwatch commentary, it sounded like a bunch of dudes on the couch that thought they could do this for a living. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. Like, it just, they just, they just don't know. They're just like, I know Overwatch. But I don't really know what's going on, which is why I can't describe it well. Also, again, gamers are just an awkward bunch. We're not. We don't have a lot of cro announcing crossover. We just don't. Um, however, we do have actual topics on the show. Do we? We do. Well, we I'm do. a professional. Well, I really yeah. just wanted Justin to be on. I mean, there's a perfect segue into gamers being awful and terrible to one of our topics. Oh my God, you're right. I just. Speaking I thought that's what I thought that's what the professional was doing. 
Yeah. So I, I, I right. was letting them cook. Right. That, that, that's totally what I was. Yeah. Shoot. Uh, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Bethesda banned some players in Fallout 76 for being god awful. Just awful. So basically, um, uh, Fallout 76 has this really, it's actually kind of neat, but at the same time, they had to have known there was going to be problems, uh, kind of chat system. So like when you're near other players, you can hear them talking. Um, but a group of like high, higher level players decided to go around and just kill, just, just killing other players, um, by just yelling out stuff like, they're gonna kill all the gays, they're gonna eliminate all the gays, and apparently they're also saying like, queer down and decontaminate the AIDS and just all kinds of stuff. And they're just going around basically being Nazi assholes and, uh, just, we're destroying people and we're harassing people. Right. And so th this Bethesda, this came to Bethesda's attention because there is no report feature in the game. Um, Wait, what? One of, no, nope. there's no, there's no reporting feature in fallout 76. You cannot report another player. Right. So what players were doing is they uploaded video on Twitter and we're tagging Bethesda to do something about it. But, th like, there's no report feature. And there is, like, kind of an anti-griefing system built up. So, like, if a player does damage to you, but you don't attack them back, the damage is, like, almost nothing. But what they did is that they kept harassing people who weren't fighting back. Right. And just, like shouting all kinds of just awful homophobic just obscenities right and like the 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 anti-griefing system if you attack in numbers it, you can overcome that right right there's there's ways around that um i can't believe i'm about to say this grand theft auto is a game that simultaneously incentivizes griefing with all of its in-game Grand Theft Auto Online content, but also a way to opt out of it. Um, and they have a report feature. Um, so like all the the in-game stuff for Grand Theft Auto Online involves doing missions in the open world and other players are incentivized to stop you from doing those missions because they'll get rewards as well. It is, it is a system built on griefing. They want the players to grief each other. But if you don't want to do that, you can make yourself invulnerable. You can't do those in-game missions, but you can take part in pretty much everything else by putting yourself in passive mode and no one else can mess with you. Funny thing about that Great is stuff. you could hit somebody with your car and slowly kill them by parking on top of them with that passive <laughs> mode. So, so they actually fi they fixed that one. They saw that bug and they fixed it. Really? They they really? Yeah. That was an issue for a long time. Because people uh, would... These literally I think before the nightclubs dropped, they fixed it so you can't like slowly park on top of someone <laughs> in passive mode. I can't believe you could do that. <laughs> okay, that's just too funny. Um, well, yeah, no yeah. report 
system in Fallout 76? Well, I must I must ask because um from all um outward reports is that there are several things missing from Fallout 76. Um so I am wondering what online framework they even have since they seem to it seems to be um a bit of a thin a thinnish mess. Um yeah, so I I'm I'm wondering what is in the game because there are several things that are missing from the game that's including the report feature. Yeah, so and apparently when like um uh one of one of the people um Eurogamer interviewed one of the people who was targeted by this um AJ and AJ was saying that when he, you know, tweeted to Bethesda, the community managers basically sent him a link to the website to re- like a website-based player report system, but it didn't really work right and it wouldn't and like the site apparently asks for a video file but it they don't accept video files. Nailed it. Right. And the page was having issues loading. Perfect. So what they ended up doing is um no the person who was like leading this actually uploaded his own like youtube video and like the video was literally called cleansing of the queers and then of course like this the kid who who did this is like in high school and he's like no it's basic he's basically saying like he he's literally said that um what did he say? I'll just quote him directly. He said, My version of the incident is more or less the same as the public has taken it. The only difference being the fact that I don't hate gay people. It was just a late night of having fun after the first encounter. We felt it would be a fun to offend them somehow. You can call that evil, but I think it's just playful immaturity. Um and he's like, I also don't regret the incident and I don't apologize and I won't apologize given the opportunity. I don't plan on doing anything like this in the future. But to be fair, I didn't plan the initial incident. I just found them and decided to go through with it. Yeah, well, so that that's the thing. They never plan to do these things. They just end up always doing these things. Right. And they're never repentant. They never hate gay people. They just think it's I don't hate gay people. I just think it's funny to joke about murdering them. Right. But I don't hate them. Right. Some of my best friends are gay. Right, like, it's not like you know, gay people don't get murdered for being gay like all the fucking time. Right, and you know, like you know, gay and trans people, or even gay trans people, we all get murdered just for living our lives. I don't. Just th- I living our lives. I don't think those people connect what happens. Like I don't think they connect what they think to what actually happens to gay to queer people they just don't they just don't connect i don't it. know they literally said they've literally called it cleansing of the queers like right. that's literally nazi slogan oh i understand the, the the other thing is it's quite possible they do connect it and they don't care they yeah. either agree with it like oh okay well shit happens murder happens or well they shouldn't have been gay in the first place Right. I mean, they, they'll find some way to rationalize the murder of, oh, they weren't murdered because they were gay. They just happened to be murdered and they were gay. They weren't murdered because they were trans. They were just murdered and they happened to mm-hmm. be trans. Mm-hmm. Right. And he literally was like, I'm not going to apologize. I just wanted to offend people and it was funny. We've, uh, on our show, we've talked about how Nazis have been using internet spaces to radicalize white kids. 
mm-hmm. and this is actually one of the tactics they use the um, it's i don't want to call it a feedback loop but it's a it's a cycle of i make a joke it offends people it offends people ergo the joke is good no one else gets my humor these nazis show up yeah that is pretty funny triggering the snowflakes and that that whole thing feeds into a path of these kids going down. It's like, yeah, these guys get me. They understand me. You know, I'm just having fun. I don't hate gay people. And then suddenly it's, oh, no, actually, I do hate gay people. Right. No, that's like, this is literally a perfect example of it. And um, Bethesda originally was going to give him a three-day ban and then just banned him and his friends permanently. Right. I mean, at the same time, though, it's not like the game isn't broken. But they've been banned permanently. Good. Maybe Bethesda, you should work on in-game reporting functionality. I do like that AJ specifically brought up because AJ was one of the people who got hit at the affected by the attack. He was actually like worried if how it might have like impacted like younger players if it had happened to them. Um, AJ literally said, I got really angry. These guys were running around targeting people. And what if they targeted a kid who was struggling with their identity? What if they said all those things to someone that was playing solo and didn't have anyone to talk to? He's like, that can really mess someone up. Playing a game to escape reality and then that happens. That's why we need to be able to report these people and why companies need to do something about these reports, which is a great example. Like, literally, this is why, like, why? This is how queer kids commit suicide. Like, literally. Like, this is... Because there is no... And this is why we talk so much about safe spaces, right? Like, Like, they're getting harassed at... Like, what if a kid's getting harassed at school? But not out to his parents. Doesn't have anybody to talk to. And then in a game that he uses... That they use... They use to, like, escape. This happens. Right. Like, there are real people behind these sprites they're real people behind the console just like there's real people who are making the games who can make these decisions yeah is like again none of this happens in a vacuum just because it's not real doesn't mean it doesn't happen in a vacuum doesn't mean it happens in a vacuum like all of this has real life consequences and affects real people because everybody's a real person we're not bots and bots are usually very clearly gill sellers. <laughs> that was a 14 <laughs> reference. It's a wow reference, too. You can't go in any oh. other, though. <laughs> and be like, here's currency. Pay me money for currency to get levels or up ahead. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. Absolutely. Just how do you not have a reporting feature in your game? Never mind, it's Bethesda. But their game doesn't seem to have an entirely like it doesn't seem to have online features in their game, like the features that govern online games. It doesn't seem like they have it. They don't have. Isn't isn't there no background music? There's music in the. There has to be music. There's music in the game. There has to be music in the game. There's music in the game. I refuse to believe that there's no music in the game. I think it was one of our homies who was mentioning the like the lack of sound is bad. Well, there's no there's no ambient noise because there's no cities. There's nobody there. It's just you by yourself. But you're 
there's sounds in buildings. But without humans, are there? Is there really sound without there's people? Wind. There's air quotes. Wind. There's animals. Animals. I mean, none of the Fallout games have been silent, except for apparently this one. Yeah, Fallout. And- you call this a Fallout game. I'm saying go on to. Like, uh, so from a narrative perspective, I think I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to give you the sense of an empty world, a world without people because all the people are dead. Spoiler alert. Um, Is that the whole premise of Fallout? (laughs) Is that a spoiler? Well, I think it's a spoiler because, like, you don't know everyone's dead until you create your character and they tell you, by the way, everybody's dead. Yeah, but that's the premise of, like, every Fallout game. Well, no, like, there's still, like, some survivors, but no, this one is literally... There's nobody. There's ghouls. That's there are no human beings. Everybody is dead. It is an empty wasteland, and we have to tame this wasteland. Oh, like that. That's that's the the premise of the game. It's more Seven Days to Die than Fallout. If you or it's Seven Days to Die in a Fallout setting, right? Like you build up your settlements, you build up your homes, you can trade with other players that you come across. But there are no NPCs because all the people are dead. Um, like, so from a narrative perspective, I think it's like an interesting choice to make. I just feel like from what I've read, their execution of that leaves much to be desired. So. Mm-hmm. Like, e- even the no sound thing, I can almost get that from like a narrative. You want to give the player the sense of the world is empty. But then your player has to contend with the fact that the world is empty and this feels empty. Like, what am I supposed to do here? This world just feels empty. I run into random encounters. I'm looking for MacGuffins to kill the big bad. But this feels like a very empty experience. So, yeah, it's almost like you'd have to make a different game. Because Fallout isn't about an empty world. Fallout is exactly about what happens when the world repopulates after it's been destroyed and what's there. Right. So it's very much about Fallout is exactly about the opposite of Fallout 76. It's about what happens, <laughs> who survived, the people who do, were on the service, who didn't, who do, who were not involved. And Ironically, peop- that'll actually make for because they're making an MMO. This would be great for expansion content. Introducing more people onto the empty world. Yeah, because you're colonizing a wasteland. Yeah, like it. You can. I don't want to say save because I don't think it needs saving, but you can course correct Fallout 76 by, like you said, adding that expansion concept of, okay, you've had a year in this wasteland, you've killed the big bad, now what happens next? I mean, that would be sound. Right, so remember how I said, like, the MMO problem is, is that there's never enough content? The first year of a MMO, there is never enough content. The first year of MMOs are empty. And what happens is, is MMOs, once they get past it, they keep adding more content. And then by the time, like, you try playing it three, four years later, you're like, holy shit, there's too much to do. <laughs> right. But, again, what the fuck does that matter if you don't have report features? Right. Exactly. Grand Theft Auto has a reporting feature. Grand Theft Auto. Bethesda. Bethesda. 
we need to have a talk. Well, they don't. I, I'm not even too sure what Fallout 76 even is. Um, just because given what the given the weird that weird campaign of double talk and duplicity where they didn't really show us the game, although they kind of let us play a little bit of the beta and like a week before the game came out, I'm not too sure what Fallout 76 even is. So I'm I'm confused by the whole process. However, I will say if it gets on sale for like 20 or ten dollars and I can convince three of my friends to get it. I think we can have fun with it. Like, this seems like something that'd be fun with people. You just dick around in the wasteland building stuff. Um, I think, I also think Bethesda gave their community too much credit because they thought that they would, the users would see another random user in the world and their natural instinct would be to help this person. Um, I mean, to be honest, there were people who were pretending to be NPCs specifically to help new players. Fallout. Well, Fallout isn't even. Well, Fallout is a, is just a, is kind of a game that you play, is a game by experience by yourself. It's like one of the last great single player experiences, and it's lauded as such. So, if you were to make a multiplayer version of it, you'd have to have some extreme feedback sessions with your player base, because they are playing it and like it. Because they are by themselves, if they wanted, as several of them have said, for even when they announced it, if I wanted to play with someone else, I'd play another game. Fallout provides a unique experience separate from most games, as most games are online. So, yeah, it just it just seemed as though it seemed as though Bethesda didn't there there was not enough communication, <laughs> or I guess effort all around. It's just strange. Because Fallout could be great online. It could. It seems like so, it could very, really easily be good online. I think a good test case for that would have been, if this is something that they wanted to do, add a drop-in feature to Fallout 4. We just like allow one or two other people to drop into your Fallout 4 game, where you are still the main character, and they just drop into sort of companions, and you can play a Fallout game together. And just sort of see how the community feels about that. Uh, you know, it's really interesting because, like, again, I'm just talking from an MMO perspective because I'm an MMO monster. Um, I'm actually really intrigued by what they're doing because it's almost like, because you can build stuff in Fallout 76, right? Like, I'm not losing mm. my mind, right? Yes. No, that, that, that is. And so you have. crafting system from four exists in 76. Right. So you basically have the players building civilizations like the players are building the world which is a really neat concept especially for an mmo and again they could they could probably really expand on this by adding again more events and and um expansions like further along the line like in the long run this game could be really awesome to be honest however yeah. It's extremely buggy. Um, when you have PvP-based games, you have a lot of terrible people who will do terrible things. And there needs to be some sort of way to actually combat that. And I've played full... I've, I've played on PvP servers. I've played um, full PvP, like, MMOs. 
and you have to have some kind of way of handling like harassment and abuse and griefing like you have to have active moderators in it to handle situations like you can't which is also I think a thing that fallout 76 i'm sure is missing is i bet they don't have active moderators like moderators don't just watch chats they also like make sure you aren't cheating or using glitches to your advantage or um you know also monitoring harassment making sure this stuff doesn't happen and that's kind of like some they need to figure out some way of implementing a moderation system in there yeah well it, it in the year of our beyonce 2018 if you're going to release a game with any sort of online component where players have to interact with each other you have to have dedicated staff to moderation like it, it's just that is the reality right you need a legit have folks in there with ban hammers even if it's a very literal ban hammer where they hit you with a hammer in your band that'd be amazing i want it you get whopped and then you ragdoll out for several yards. And you, no, you just get logged out. Like, you get whopped and then you... Poof. Back to the title screen. Alright, we have one more. Wait, every wait. time you log in, you're in a box. Alright. Just this. I just, I'm just going to throw this out there. Apparently, um, the Nintendo Switch is forecasted to outsell the PS4 in uh, 2019. I told you so. I told I mean, you so. This is my I told you so. Who was arguing? So many people were arguing with me. Um, <laughs> the Nintendo Switch has too much going on for it not to outsell con established consoles at this point. Like, why? You understand that people are just like, meh, Nintendo, meh. And I'm like, right, but in Nintendo. You don't, you're clearly not paying attention to what's going on. But also, this, this is a Nintendo Switch the best Nintendo product in a long time? Like, it's, I understand if you want to take that position. Because Nintendo's had a few misses or stumbles, but you have to acknowledge that Nintendo Switch is extremely, extremely good, and it's got well, a lot, a lots and lots and lots and lots of content. To lots be fair, they could afford to have those stumbles because of the Nintendo 3DS, which was people people don't think about the Nintendo 3DS as a device because like it's a handheld, but that handheld has powered Nintendo through up into the Switch. Right. Like the Switch is also again in part based off of all of their previous products right and i think everyone has their stumbles anyway so it's not a big deal but it's you know you have to understand that nintendo's been doing this forever they'll get back on their feet they've gotten back on their feet the switch is amazing right and they're gonna have an upgraded model coming out next year what yep upgraded in what way uh, just like a lot of security features and stuff. They haven't really announced too many details on it right now, but it's going to be like, it's, it's, it's going to be like, you know, the Xbox and the Xbox elite, <laughs> like there's not going to be much difference except for in performance and security. Oh, that's good enough for me because I was going to get a switch this year and, um, money issues popped up. So I would like to get a Switch at some point. But if there is an upgraded Switch, I'll just get that one. because I don't uh, know if it's going to be, like, upgrade. I don't know if it's going to be, like, a price difference upgraded. Like, I don't. Oh, it would just be a better model? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I'll just wait. Uh, there, Nintendo doesn't do the release date things, right? They just let you know things will be ready when they. Yeah. Yep. 
Uh, when it's ready. Okay, cool. We'll see how it is. Because I love, I love a Nintendo Switch. I find it to be, in a lot of ways, a superior console to both consoles as they stand right now. <laughs> I literally, like, when I got my Nintendo Switch, like, I didn't turn on my PS4 or my Xbox for, like, six months. Right. It was literally just Final Fantasy XIV in my Switch. Like, right. I could... Like, now that I... It's so funny. Now that I have all the consoles, I'm just, like, not attached to any of them except for my Nintendo Switch. I just don't care. Well, I kind of care now because I'm Xbox married to Bat from the Black Astronauts. That's very Sorry, y'all. I am taken now. <laughs> <laughs> we announced our marriage, our Xbox marriage on the Nerd Off. The last Nerd Off, I got to be on with Rod and Aaron and Karen, and it was a blast. Uh, y'all should subscribe premium just even for that episode because it was great. It's more life affirming stuff. Um, and Rod is the homie. To properly define Xbox marriages, um, it's mostly it's a digital sharing when you put and you switch name, switch um, profiles on each other's consoles. You have access to each other's games. So essentially, it is, and you can only do it apparently. You can only do it once per console, so you can only do it with one other person. And you can do it with a PS4, and you can do it with an Xbox, and as a result, that becomes your Xbox spouse, your PS4 spouse. Wait, can you do it with PS4? Yeah. I am available wait, on wait, PS4. Wait, 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 Run that back? What? You guys didn't know you could do it on PS4? No! No, I did not! Ex okay. Explain that. Explain this process because I, I'm about to marry my wife right now. I it's the same it's the, it's the same it's the same process as Xbox. I've been told. So you log in on each other's right. PS4s and you make each other's PS4s your home PS4s. Yes. And then you have access to all the content. On. Right. I don't even think it's that complex. I think you can just sign in and stuff like that. I don't even think it has that security measure. You just sign in. Yeah, I don't think it's that serious. No. I think you have to. I think the other profile has to be logged in though to access the games. Um, yeah. But that's still really good when, like, especially if you're living together. If the other person's not on their PS4, right? It's just a single player game. Okay. I don't know. Like I said, I I was told you could do the same thing on PS4. I don't have a PS4. Details. I. You, I need a PS4. Assessment. You have PS4. Both of you have PS4s. Why don't you just test it out with each other because after this? He actually has another person in his household with a PS4. Justin, it's on you to gather the information, research, and development. You we will. Uh, we will be testing this today. There you go. If anything happens, don't forget to wear your rubber gloves, welding mask, put your smock on. Anti nothing, nothing flammable nearby, and give it a go. Um, like I said, I'm a little antsy because I try to have people who experiment, not people that they're married to. Because if anything happens, you don't want to be responsible for anything happening to your significant other. There's a lot of potential trauma there, but I trust you. And we're I, gonna let I, you. I trust Tiff. Tiff is the homie. Right. I haven't even met Tiff, and she's the homie right now. Right. Oh, oh. I have I have to announce this. It's another Nintendo thing because it's hilarious. Mm. Worldwide Splatfest on Splatoon is coming up, and they're out here to to cause all the drama. 
Splatfests are here for the drama, and this is a big one. In the name of the holiday season, they have decided to ask the question, would you rather spend time with your friends or with your family over the holidays? So you're either team friends or team family. Wait, I don't even understand. What? So in Splatfests, essentially everybody who plays Splatoon, they it basically turns into a team thing. So the teams are decided based off of what you are like on what side of the team you are. So everybody that you're fighting against is on one team and y'all are on the other. Hmm. And all of like the drawings and pictures that you see on people's like like things are from the previous Splatfests as well. Huh. So this current Splatfest is dividing the Splatoon two players into: Would you rather spend times with your a time with your friends or with your family over the holidays? Pitting together child and parents, pitting together siblings and friendships. Friends and family are on the line. I would spend incredible amounts of time trolling my children if I had them in this way. If I had kids. I'm putting I'm 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 gonna be team friends. Right. That's the thing. I would be I would be team friends and troll my kids because they'd be like, like, absolutely not. You fend for yourselves, you little bastards. Get this work. Jessica, are you team friends or team family? I'm actually team family. Um, I, I enjoy spending time with uh, my brothers and cousins, my brother and my cousins, um, my nieces and nephews, because I have those now. Oh, and I bet they're all adorable. Yes. Uh, no. So there's one troublemaker. Jonathan has, we have found the cousin that Jonathan has to, baby Jay has to watch out for. Um, because when they get together, it is just instant mischief and mayhem. See, Aaron, that's why I said we're cousins. <laughs> um, we are cousins. I agree. Tell me about Baby J's cousin. Uh, Baby J's cousin. Uh, we call her the princess. When they first met, I think he was, he might have just turned one. Or he was turning one. He saw her. He smiled. She smiled. And then she said, you're my friend now. And they just went around the house causing trouble and destruction. And I said, oh, okay. This is this is how this relationship is going to work. And every time they see each other, it's just big smiles. And it's like, and now we destroy everything. Um, precious. So, yes. that That is why I would say I'm team family. To be fair, you have the cutest baby on the planet. Your child is adorable. All right, so one day I have to show you a picture of me as a toddler. I didn't realize I'd Tiff had given birth to my clone until my mom showed me this picture. I said, oh, yeah, that baby looks exactly like me. <laughs> <laughs> like exactly like me. Yeah. <laughs> pictures i'm just like oh this smile is hereditary <laughs> your baby stole your face <laughs> yeah so i've been told <laughs> oh but that baby is so cute this baby's adorable um 
Yeah, team friends, Justin's team family, Aaron's team friends to troll future children. I mean, the kids gotta they get this work. That's just the long and the short of it. If the kids aren't gonna work because they're little bastards, um, they're gonna get this work. I'm a job creator, and I believe in nepotism. So kids get first dibs. That's all. That's all. That's it. So I do it. wonder what Nina would choose. What Nina and Donald would choose. There's been some BTS bonding happening, so now I'm curious. Will their love of BTS override the fact that children are still children? Well, I mean, kids got to learn hard lessons somehow. It, it is our job as adults to teach these kids hard lessons. Right. Let us know. Send us messages. Send us whatever. Let us know on Twitter if you would choose friends or family because I want to know. Who are you? What team are you on for Splatoon? And thank you, Justin, for being here. I just wanted to have you on the show. That was it. I was just uh, like, you know what hasn't happened in a while? Justin. Justin, get over here. It is a pleasure and a joy to join you on your show. Um, yeah, it's just fun hanging out with you. Also, go listen to Justin at Three Fifths because Three Fifths is dope. It's one of oh, the shucks. it's one of the podcasts I actually listen to. If y'all think I listen to your podcasts, I really don't. I just listen to <laughs> MTR. I listen to Three Fifths. I listen to uh, the Black Guy Who Tips, and I I really don't really listen to anybody else's. I listen the, to ours for reference. That was the most Leo thing you've ever done in the history of the show. Like, if you think I listen to your show, nigga, I don't. I really don't. That's the most Leo. <laughs> I like how you're doubling down on it. I just want to be honest. Forgive forgive our Leo, everyone. Um, your show, any and all podcasts are a valuable contribution to the American discussion. They are valuable contributions. I'm just not listening to all of them. Thank you. <laughs> again. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our show. <laughs> we'll be back next week with um, more ad space, more bacon, more Aaron. Uh, you're done. We're, you're done. You're out. Um, your mic's out. Uh, your mic's off. Um, <laughs> see you guys next week. Thank you guys for listening. Go ahead, stand up, stand up, stand up. And here's your weekly reminder that the most delicious name in podcasting is also the most delectable name in the art world. Visit etsy.com slash shop slash lost in pandemonium for the latest prints, posters, bookmarks, notepads, and more from our very own bacon. That's etsy.com slash shop slash lost in pandemonium. It reminds me of an ancient African proverb, help bacon by cake.